and welcome to High Trek. I'm Riley. I'm Beagle. Also oh, no- shit. <laughs> That's getting edited out. Yes! Yes, I win! I win all the prizes. I win a fucking blue ribbon. I win the stupid horse winning circle bouquet. I win it all! Is what I would say, except my name's Bailmorn. <laughs> oh my god. You've accepted my nickname. No. Yes. Not until you have a t-shirt. <gasps> I need to get a t-shirt. A beagle t-shirt. I just got attacked. By a pillow. <laughs> By a pillow. Welcome! So this is High Trek. So we get high and watch Star Trek. That's kind of the premise of this whole podcast. Um, guess what? We're high. <laughs> I'm not even high yet. Fuck you. Come on. He has a higher tolerance than I do. So, like, I get higher faster. Yeah, I it should be kicking in shortly. I mean, I could do a puff puff. You can do a puff puff. Shall so, we do a puff puff together? We should do a puff puff together. We're going to do a puff puff together, everyone. I need to find my puff puff. If you would like to there. puff puff with us at home, feel free to puff puff with us. Ready, ready? One, yeah. two, three. I also take shorter drags than you do. Yep. You're going to have a giant coughing fit. <laughs> You can't. Just let it happen. You can edit it out. <laughs> so, hey, we're watching uh, every ep- episode by episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. We are on episode 14, 1001001001. My favorite of the Star Treks. This is incorrect. I've never watched Star Trek before. That is also an incorrect statement. I've watched some Star Trek before. I exist in this world that's kind of... But I've never watched The Next Generation or Deep Space Nine or any of them any of the shows i've watched a couple of movies but never any of the shows except for here and there on reruns while i existed while someone else was watching it um so yeah first time and this is most definitely not my first time i've watched it an innumerable amount of times and i saw it the original run when i was a child Probably shouldn't have watched it at the age I did, but I did anyways because my parents gave no shits. Hey, it was, it was great. on television, on cable, that should have been fine for three-year-olds. I don't know how old we were. <laughs> like four or five, something okay. like that. So I have seen it from multiple perspectives uh, throughout my, my lifetime, and I have thought about it probably more than I should. And so I've developed a historical contextualization of the series. Yeah, and I don't have any kind of historical contextualization of the series. I'm watching it real time right now with my, with all of my experiences, and sometimes I do not like what I watch. But I'm really enjoying the experience because usually they do end up enjoying it. There's always there's, some there, part I enjoy. There's always it. some part you enjoy, and I get to live vicariously through you because when I explain my per- perspective of what we just watched, it's really nice to find out that it's understandable and it actually makes some sense. And oh yeah, no, it's it's very talking out of my butt. That's the, that's the podcast is we watch Star Trek and we have opinions. Yeah, <laughs> enjoy our opinions. I, so, I heard that's what you do in podcasts is you have opinions. Yeah, I apparently very a lot of people like to hear other people's opinions. I like to hear other people's opinions. I hope other people like mine. Ditto. <laughs> Succinct, <laughs> beautiful, just that's me. Amazing. I'm just, all those things. Wrapped up in a shirt and a pair of pants. Enjoy. We're going to have that on a shirt. We're going to have my shirts and pants on a shirt? <laughs> okay. No. No. Is, is what the, we just said. Is the beagle going to wear pants? And, the and... beagle should wear pants. <laughs> so what I really love is that we've never actually explained what a beagle is. 
Uh, do you want me to read the synopsis? Yes. The Enterprise docks at a starbase for repairs, where it is commandeered by a race of technological blah blah blah. Technologically? Technologically. Technologically linked aliens. Yeah, so I don't know anything about this, because I assumed it was the Borg episode when I saw this synopsis the first time, but it That's obviously true. is not. It is not, and that actually is a reasonable, a reasonable assumption, uh, knowing that the Borg exists in the explanation of how this was um, mentioned. I, uh, are there, they're not like punk kids on this one. Uh, punk Punk kids? kids? Yeah. No. For some reason, I feel like there was, like, some futuristic space people on Star Trek that have... They reminded me of the teenagers from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoons. The ones with the cool retro car and, like, acted a little punky and retro. I can't think of anything that describes what you're describing. Yeah, that's fine. I could have made it up in a fever dream. It's possible. It's very possible. I don't have many <clears throat> fever dreams, but it's a nice excuse. Um, so this is actually... Maybe a holodeck partly, partly Ooh. a holodeck episode a little bit. Okay. Can I... They can learn a little bit more about Picard and Riker. Picard and Riker? Yeah. Well, we usually... Uh, so so the way that we wa do this podcast is we watch the first half of the episode, pause, talk about what happened so far, and then finish up the episode, mm -hmm. and then finish up talking about it. So usually we have like a question for me to come into the midpoint with. Um, yeah. But I don't have any because I don't really have any kind of it's, connection to this episode. It's hard because it's what I would consider a throwaway episode for the series. It has no overarching plot point. It's, But it's not throwaway in the idea that it's not a good episode. Yeah, okay. So, so uh, filler. A I mean, filler. Like, a That's filler a isn't term. bad. Right. So it's hard for me to think of anything I can have you ask. Uh, how about... Is there anything happening here? But there's always something happening here. No, not always. <laughs> when has there not been an episode? So where it's... sometimes it's just Picard running around being an asshole. And that has been not the majority. I know. You just like to say he's an asshole more. I think you're just. So here's the thing: is at the very beginning, in the first like five episodes, Picard's a big asshole, and it made me very upset. And now Picard's cool again, and I haven't forgiven him for being an asshole yet. He, it just, it's gonna take time. That's fair. So you want to watch this episode? Uh, no, no, uh, <laughs> I don't. Well, Not right now, I want um, to think of a good question that I can ask. Unfortunately, our podcast is we watch the episode. That's true. Um, I don't want to make you, you know do what here. You don't here do. we do. Okay, what? Here's what we're going to do. I think because how this one, if I remember correctly, is uh, cut up. Do you notice a difference in the holodeck? Oh, do I notice a difference in the holodeck? Is the question. Yeah. So it's a holodeck episode. There is a holodeck that is a key point. Okay, so how about compare and contrast the holodeck? From this episode, from the holodeck, from the mystery episode, the noir episode. Yeah, basically. Okay. Compare, contrast. Now I'm ready to watch the episode. Oh, that's good because that's the podcast. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> we could have a weird podcast if we just don't watch the episode. I could still do it. I can explain the episode to you in between the break and then you can go, what the fuck? <laughs> so episode, or I think I actually... Write down where we're going to take the yeah, break. Yeah, 2130 is the break point. So that's yeah. where 2130, and so we're going to pause, and then we'll, we will be here just in a second or two. Yeah. Uh, um, so there'll be 
the sound of a warp engine. And we'll be warping to the next point. Hello, Bailnorn here. We're back. <laughs> uh, so I would like to 100% apologize that apparently my very bad eyesight gave me a type when I wrote down this uh, title. So it was 11001001. And I have been saying it very wrong for the past forever. And uh, sorry. Yeah, uh, if anyone complains, I'm the one that's going to hear about it. Yay! Please don't. One one zero zero one zero zero one is the title. I would like to know what the translation is, though, so you can write to me about that. Yeah. It's probably why I didn't know what the translation was, because I typed it wrong. Yeah. Well, we'll figure it out, because <laughs> I still want to kind of know. Okay. <laughs> uh, is there anything happening to compare... Com oh, wait, no. Compare and contrast... The holodeck was our midpoint question. Holodeck. All right, so here's the thing: is that like, um, if I just take if I just take what is on screen, just just the two screen actions, and what what is there, nothing, nothing has really changed. Um, it is still the same fucking thing. It's not it's not failing, but they're talking about it like it's the coolest graphics update we've ever seen in our lives. But not graphics, but like AI. Like, like I remember that moment when, um, so I used to play a lot of Counter-Strike back in okay. the day. And, uh, you didn't have feet in Counter-Strike. Okay. And, like, I remember the first game when you looked down and there were feet. And I remember just, like, this the fucking game changes today. Yeah. And I was just like, that moment is so fucking and, like, I think that's, like, that is what I'm connecting to that moment. Of That's how they were acting in the holodeck. was just like, do we have feet now, guys? Look at this shit. I mean, that's what they're cry trying to get across, I would say. Yeah. Is that excitement. Very. Like, but, but I think the leap is a little me. bit bigger is what they're saying. Hmm. Because they had, this is, like, a learning system compared yeah. to a pre-programmed system. Yeah. That, like, the pro fundamental programming of the game system is different now. Yeah. That excitement, but more... Um, I never got as excited mm. to changes as I did about having feet. Oh, okay. That was That's the epitome of excitement for me in video games. Every other thing, I'm like, oh, cool, I have a nunchuck now? Oh, that's neat. Oh, oh, cool, my, my video game can come with me in my pocket and also be displayed on the big TV at the same time? Well, not at the exact same time, but it, they're both useful oh that's neat oh, i like that but I, I don't think i ever got as as just hyped as i did for feet well you know what, what? then yeah that and then feet i'm finding feet yeah it's fucking finding feet yep <laughs> it's just that was the first real cool change i'd witnessed yeah i remember the first big change to me was uh 2d to 3d i have a note about this farther down the page that is pretty much just um, how I find it really funny that I I contextualize uh, the holodeck as a video game um, like a lot, and I I keep contextualizing it to being a video game. But the thing is, is that the things that I keep contextualizing it to did not exist when this was created. That is very true. So like the because uh, so. 
that's why this note is farther down is like so there's a point in the holodeck where um Riker is dancing with Melody the 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 woman at the cafe Minuet Minuet oh my god I just thought her name was Melody no no Minuet um so when he was dancing with Minuet and I was like oh man aren't you glad this isn't a quick time scene because like I've I I have played video games where somebody is like I don't know, those cutscenes going too long. People have got to press buttons or else, I don't know, maybe they'll go get a snack. Yeah. Um, and so there was a point in video games where they, if that was a video game. So the changes that they, they are trying to get across. Well, matters, I know the, like... the changes that they're trying to get across is the, ooh, graphics upgrade, I think. Uh, a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ooh, oh, program upgrade. Program upgrade. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, we're not we're not on the oh fuck. What was that? God did the Unreal Engine that everything is fucking made. Oh on. yeah. It's like oh look, we actually we made our own engine. We're not just using the base one. Look at us. Yeah, something like that. Um, adaptive AI is yeah. interacting and like it right it, it it learns something. Picard. Oh, access these files. He's from here. He speaks this language. That was and then put that in a really nice way. Without anyone programming it to do it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So. It uses, um, it's just really good at, at accessing more well, information. Yeah, and indexing which is most important. Yeah. And how to. It's just real good facil- at that. Yeah, really good at that. And everything before that was pre-programmed responses. Mm-hmm. Oh. So there was no search in the database for it to reach out and learn about. Oh someone that shit! In. So it was like an NPC. Everything else was NPCs. Where it's like, my, you're a tall one. Yeah. Oh fuck! That'd be amazing. <laughs> when Captain Picard's like, or so Riker's like, hey, Captain Picard, what are you gonna do with your time off? And like Picard's like, I'm going to relax and read a book. And I'm like, oh, why Why are you saying that? Like, it's such a saucy, dirty thing. Like, I'm going to a sex club this weekend. Ooh, are you? Really? Look at that. Oh, that's a little awkward conversation for the workplace. But I gotcha. And I was like, oh, wow, saucy captain plans for the weekend. Relax and read a book. Yeah, he's intense, isn't he? Yeah, Jesus. And he's not using that as some kind of weird sexual thing. No, that's just him. He's just very, very excited about reading a book and relaxing. Yeah. Like, he's just real into it. He gets into it. He, I can't he's... commit to relaxing that much. Also, I really like the binar. I really hate how they are not very good at using non-gendered terms for the binar. This is one of those things where it's like, man, we've changed a lot, actually. Because, like, sometimes it feels like fuck man like nobody cares nobody fucking cares and then like i watch episodes like this and like the fact that there was no option of they them it was he she or i don't know whatever it we don't even have language for that that's that's how that's how like fucking non-acceptable it was is that even in star trek in the future they couldn't figure out language for it yes however i don't think they did it no, Awkwardly. They, no, they didn't mean, like, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, it was just, like, that like, is a reflection of where their culture was. Yeah, and they didn't actually use it. No, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't use they, it as they chose to use they gentlemen. They used the name. masculine form or the name. Um, or the name of the people. They start, so it'd yeah. be, like, human. So it'd be, like, it'd be, like, me being, like, what does the human want? Because it'd be, like, the binary. Can I ask the binaries? Yeah. Yeah, so it'd be, like, what does the human want? 
Yeah, I mean, that's generalist. Yeah, it's very generalist. Yeah. Then I actually had a note. Journalist species, how did they handle it? And So we can mark my note off, too. Oh, okay. So that was convenient. Yeah. Because I, I wanted to know your opinion on that. Yeah, no, because like, uh, they did... Uh, I have an actual a notier note deeper into my notes. Ooh. Do you want me to skip to it, or do you want to wait till we get there organically? If it's relevant, do it. Okay. It's the, the use of gentle then. Um, so, like, when Riker is leading the the binar into like where they need to chill to like do their their binar work it's like gentlemen that's why and i'm like you've been told that they're non-binary and you don't have a term like like the concept of not the concept of gender neutral that Riker uses is is male dominant of saying that gentle gentlemen is is the is the neutral that is the bar the basic the the default character is male is what using gentle gentlemen there okay and like it's like oh hey we're starting to dip a toe into this idea that men is not default human yeah basically as in a culture which is just it doesn't feel like we we're moving there fast enough for me personally because I want to live in a world where men is not the default because I am not man. And so it'd be really nice if I got more options to exist. Yeah. I mean, society is moving pretty fast historically. It, historically, it's moving very fast. And it's... But yeah, it's hard to, when you're living in it. When I you're Yeah, when hard. you're living in it and you're just like, really wish I didn't have to struggle all the time. Yeah. Ah, and then it's like, then you look back on, oh shit, this is what they thought the f the good future would look like, and they weren't even thinking about it. The non-binary wasn't even on the list back then. It was it was sexism and racism. That's the list. Yeah. Wow. Gender wasn't even a wasn't I even was on just... the fucking book. Even wasn't even in the book. No, oh my god, I didn't think of. Well, I was also really young, but no, I didn't really think about it. Until 20s. Mm -hmm. I mean, culturally didn't think about it. But yeah. That's a whole other topic. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> but well, you know what? We're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. And that uh, makes me but, happy. We're getting to the point where it's where it is, hey, everyone deserves to exist equally. Woo. Woo. Yeah. I thought it was important to note that they didn't make it awkward. They're like, oh, okay. So then, all right. Yeah, and no, they went it was. With it. I mean, and then then but he didn't didn't change his language to include to be inclusive at all. But you know, but he didn't. But the writers at the time didn't know how to be inclusive. I mean, like, they could have fucking tried, but that's okay. I bet you their mindset they were being inclusive, but yeah. they didn't even realize that people. No, I know, and that's the problem. My Wesley question. gets the bridge. Oh yeah. He's so handsome. <laughs> he just looks so pramped because they're like you have the bridge Wesley and he's like fuck yeah I have the bridge Captain Wesley today of all days I'm the captain he's <laughs> just so happy thinking about it without the music all, interpreting all this and not watching it yourself you can almost think that Riker is when he's talking about the binary is being like suspicious Oh, it's yeah. like just making it more, feel more important for Wesley and kind of building Wesley up like keep a watch on him wink 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 mm -hmm. but that music changes all that yeah no I mean 
Oh, that's just... that's the thing of like it's an audiovisual medium, like yeah. b- audio. I mean, your your podcast didn't talk about it, but it would have stripped that out. Yeah, no, it definitely would have. Yeah, based on some of the things you told. Well, me and that's it. the thing is like our com- you didn't bring up suspicious until just now. So if we would have skipped over that, then oh, anybody true. just listening to this podcast wouldn't have gotten that either. We all there's there's a lot so that that's that's why like television is amazing because you can communicate on so many different levels that you can experience like everyone can experience different things mm-hmm. because there's so many points of communication that like i i think the average person can only like interpret like three points of communication at any time so you have like visual audio and then um i like like a kind of feel so like you know like texture no, so like yeah. i am sitting on a couch i am interpreting the concept of sitting on a couch that's not going to infect my survival or blah blah so i don't have to pay attention to it so i'm real dialed into what i'm looking at and what i'm listening to right that's why tv's awesome is because there's a lot of things you can communicate at one time which means different people can pick up on different things yep mm-hmm. i was highlighting that i guess yeah it's cool teamwork yeah we... Riker is mean i guess Riker is mean and I didn't like it, and it made me sad. I thought it was just I, a really bad dad joke. I wanted Riker to be better than this, because Riker is my favorite. I expected better. Listeners, they were very vocal. Yeah. When they said this. Uh, <laughs> Riker is me. So, so here's the thing: is like, uh, so Jordy is teaching Data to paint, and um, it's quite a beautiful like thing, and like they're actually talking about those this really fascinating concept of can you teach an android how to do something emotionally versus um technically and that that's pretty fucking cool as Uh a concept um as a philosophy like what does that mean like that's that's an amazing study and so Riker like kind of like you know flippantly says something like oh it's one for the books and then like i think jordy and and data yes where, like, just, they were just two people, one, one you had to paint, one didn't, and one was sharing a talent in, an, in a downtime with the other. Like, that's what they were, and they weren't thinking of it as, like, this huge, momentous occasion. Um, and so they're like, what? And then Riker makes this flippant joke of, like, <laughs> the blind teaching the android how to paint. And I'm like, well, that's real gross and ableist and, like, not the point. And it and gross i thought it was just a bad dad joke yeah bad dad jokes are bad because they make you feel uncomfortable because they're punching down at someone who didn't fucking deserve it i can understand that viewpoint oh okay (laughs) but that's the thing is like uh i also fucking do that that's that's also a part of sometimes of my humor yeah like i know that my humor can be pretty biting i try to keep away from like topics that people can't help so like the way that they look or their family or like social economic structure like like i tried to do things about personality or kind of quirks that's what i try to like bite on and i specifically try to do like like things that are flaws i guess in someone yeah but not like things that they can't help and i think that's why it bothers me so much it's because like oh that gives my way of communication a bad name, jerk. Who the fuck? Who the fuck plays a trombone? Riker. Who the fuck does Riker play a trombone? 
because he likes jazz. Yeah, I love jazz too. You know what are real good sexy jazz instruments? The saxophone but, and the trumpet. But the, I don't know, the trombone just seems like a, you know, a happy-go-lucky trickster guy. He, <laughs> maybe it's because, you know, he defined it for himself in his role and that is now the standard for what a trombone player is in a TV show. Okay. Took his own path. You know what? I'll accept that. That's a Riker move. I'll accept it. Riker plays the trombone. Sadly, makes bad dad jokes. He'll get better, right? He's only done one thing that you've ever disagreed with. So, <laughs> no. <I have> like <laughs> That's a pretty high standard. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be something you'll disagree with again. Oh, uh, that's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Why? But this is how I live my life. Like, I don't, like, I don't not follow my own standards. <laughs> Oh, isn't Minuet like a major plot point? Is it not like the first time Minuet appears not to be like a big thing that we should have talked about in the beginning? I didn't think you would know anything about her ever appearing in the series. I know Minuet. Minuet comes up later. One more time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in like uh, the memory thing. So, because like there was a, an alien who like kidnapped Riker and like he was living in a memory world and Minuet was real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever that was. Yeah. That, that is the thing. I didn't know that they had talked about that. And they had. That. So I had also watched a podcast about Star Trek called The Greatest Generation. It's actually a very good podcast, and you should totally listen to it if you like it. You do you. So I had listened to people record a episode-by-episode episode podcast about um, Star Trek The Next Generation, but I've never seen it myself. So that's why I know who Minuet is. And I can't believe you didn't bring up Minuet! I didn't think that it would be something that would have been brought Just, up If it's a show. thing in the show, bring it up. Honestly, I forgot. <laughs> it wasn't that big of a thing? No, not to You're me. You're just like, I fucking Minuet. I don't give a shit. Riker got game. Who game? I made a mistake, people. So anyway, Minuet is like, is the cool new upgraded graphics of like the AI. So it's like, oh my god, guys. Oh my god. These NPCs. These NPCs are so cool, and they're not like tradesmith, and they're not just like, I took an arrow to a knee once. Hail yep. the sun god. <laughs> you know, like, oh my god, you can talk to him. It's fucking great. Uh, that's Minuet. Yeah. Uh, and she is a beautiful... They, they pulled off sultry. That's my sultry. idea of sultry. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, like, uh, like, so here's the thing is, like, when I'm saying these words, like, I'm not saying, like, like, suggestively. I mean, like, like, they are trying to communicate this to the viewer, that this is a beautiful, sultry brunette yes that blondes is... don't work with jazz Blah. i like ska i was that close and you kind of explained her oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. did so, you like... not understand where she came from no you did understand where she came yeah, from she's just she's in the holodeck she's a holodeck creature so were you like happily surprised that this was a minuet episode when you figured it yeah. out okay because i i like how i like i like raker and i like raker's progression i like the storyline of raker's progression in that I know of through listening to the podcast and not watching it. And so when things line up to how I feel Riker should behave, it makes me happy. Oh, so he's doing a good job. Yeah. Because they could be very lewd for this scene. I mean, like, so here's the thing. Is that um, I don't really want to have the conversation of what is consent for a created entity. You have to get to something basic. Is is she a, a living consciousness? No. Because otherwise, where is their consent? It's like using a toy. 
Yeah. No, exactly. And that's why I'm like, yeah, I kind of can see how the holodeck would uh, have some happy fun time things going yeah. on. And from my understanding, they actually kind of make a joke about it in uh, Lower Decks. Oh, uh, probably. Talking that's... about cleaning out the biofilters in the holodeck. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, like, of course. Of course yeah. people would use that for it. Of course. I kind of want to talk about it in so much that people are going to think about that. Yeah, oh, 100%. That's it's, existing. I, I think bringing up it and they brought... Uh, Once they, they use the word sultry. Once they use the word sultry, the idea of like having sex in the holodeck was existed. Yeah. And then I, I think they dealt with it in a tasteful fashion. There wasn't there was no lewdness or uncomfortableness to it, really. It was just kind of a wink and a nod. It was it was a very nice wink and a nod. It was. Yeah. Because I feel like if you if you weren't aware of the concept of sex, like a or a child or um an I don't like using the term innocent, but, like, um, just a person, like, oh, asexual. So, like, if you're ace. Yeah, oh, innocent yeah. Is, is a terrible word for that. If you're if you're asexual and you don't care about sex, like, you're not going to pick up on it. But if you do, you are. And I, I think that's, like, a very inclusive and interesting way to deal with it. Yeah. Because the holodeck, it's for more. It's not just for sex. And we didn't, we did not um, linger on that too much. Like you said, uh, you, you like how... Riker has handled things, so I consider talking about this like a character beat almost because how he reacted and how he acted. Yeah, and he didn't just no because like, he had that thing of you're too real. Like I I feel uncomfortable with desiring you because you're too real. Yeah, and um, that actually I'm I'm also delving into this because in the context of the show that you're going to see her in again mm-hmm. that I, we're watching right now. No, because you know she appears again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, in the context of the future show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I think future it's, episode? Yeah, the future episode. I think, thinking about that context, about treating it real. It's a real memory. Mm-hmm. Because the, the imprint of it on his mind is what saved oh, him. Oh, it was true love. Oh, yeah, because I remember the alien blah, 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 and he was like the person that he felt so much love for her that it actually, like... His brain thought it was real. Yeah. Well, that so that that is a whole nother can of worms. Yeah, that's why I was surprised they talked about it and they brought it up. Yeah. Because it is it's awesome, but it's also really just almost fan service level um, knowledge. <laughs> I would call. Oh, is it? <laughs> I would think so. It, it's pretty. I think they don't bring I feel it. Like we're open to fans, are we not? Are we not fan friendly? Oh, I yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm fan friendly. We're I am. And I am a fan. Yeah, we're fan and new friendly. To yeah, I thought it was so obscure though. It was for the diehards, so I didn't know that. The... Oh no, no, they totally like it's. It's they really like Minuet. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it is for the fans, and I just didn't think that that you knew you that. You think I was fan enough? I like Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. I have a positive outlook towards the concept of Star Trek. You I do, just, and I appreciate that. I am a fickle bee. <laughs> I appreciate that a little less. What? Could I have a fickle bee? Just a little less. <sighs> Still appreciate it, though. You have to. That's the problem with things that are can be negative and positive, is you have to appreciate both sides of that. Because both sides exist. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, that's why, like, this show does have added meaning because of the context of that future episode that you would know about. Yeah. Because these are things that, in retrospect, well, is what they want people to think about, I think. Yeah, no, I like, 
Um, so what I like about Star Trek is it reminds me... Have you ever watched The Good Place? No. Oh, okay. So The Good Place is a, it's a show about philosophy and different concepts of like what is good and what is bad and what is toxic behavior and different like just different levels of morality and what are those. Right. And um, I feel like Star Trek also does that. Yeah. It, it pokes around with the concept of morality and humanity and and what is what and there are there have always been shows that do that and you have like the twilight zone and there's always been a lot of ways of expressing art is by poking at what humanity is and what are our boundaries and what do we find acceptable and what do we not find acceptable and guessing what that will be and interpreting it interpreting <laughs> interpreting it i like that's what i love about star trek how's this uh right on the filler episode or uh this isn't a filler episode filler. This so what's the term we're doing episode. this is where we're introduced to minuet this is minuet dubois debut oh debut that's what i wanted to say but oh for some okay reason my brain hit dubois i was trying to pronounce debut like dubois and it does not have oh, okay. that word is said i guess in that case it's not a filler episode no uh, listeners, we'll, they have we'll been wiggling at, at me. <laughs> they, intensely wiggling at you. The whole body was wiggling. It's a minuet. I think we covered them. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we did. I, I do like when Riker's like, what is a gal like you doing in a gin joint like this? It's He was trying to do a play off of the Casablanca line. He was doing like a reference to that. And like, and I'm like, yeah, you literally requested her specifically very descriptively requested her to be there why are you asking what she's doing there i know you're trying to do a bit but it was bad it's not good although honestly i would pull out my shittiest pickup lines for somebody who i knew was made up because that's how i would treat a made-up person like an npc i like, definitely see record be the one that just mess around with someone like that oh yeah dude like i do that in larp all the time because it seems to like get more into it and be less jokey yeah as it continues on yeah so i guess yeah. i get I, I get it it's just like a bad line and a bad bit and i'm like mm. oh yeah it's 100 percent agree with that um i love the the binar because they talk in binary to each other and it's so cool and i really like them as a, as a concept and as an alien and i bet this is the only time we ever see them it's the only time they ever speak mm. there might be a background racist at one point God, you don't just walk into someone's holodeck experience. <laughs> there should be a sign. <laughs> in yeah. use. A request. Like an alarm. A buzzer. Something. Fucking buzzer in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just go walk into somebody's quarters. <laughs> it seemed a little intimate there for a moment. Yeah. Okay, I guess I get it. I mean, this is brand new, right? You're not ex like sometimes like I've played video games that have like sex scenes in them, like in the living room, but like I am not turned on by this. So like I get that this is a new thing. You don't really know like that you would get so swept away as to want to kiss someone, um, like because the other kiss was a uh, in Picard's in the holodeck, and it was you know it was cute and it was a moment, and it continues on. Yeah, it's almost like. <laughs> There's an anime called Food Wars, and, like, the first time you watch it, like, it, it gets pretty, uh, <clears throat> uh, fan service-y. Uh -huh. 
And uh, so, like, it's a really good show. And then, like, you watch it with someone and you're like, oh, yeah, I kind of forgot about how the hardcore fan service in this show. Oh, my God. That's very suggestive. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it kind of reminds me of that moment where you're like, oh, my bad. This is a public, public terminal. Oops. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I got carried away there. Okay. Not to mention he was on duty. Hmm? Not to mention technically he was on duty. Oh, fuck. They don't actually bring that up, but well, he was still <laughs> testing. He was testing it out for the the binar. He for was science. doing. Oh yeah, he should have yeah. really should have like <laughs> not been kissing somebody on duty. Wow, that's he got carried away a little bit. Yeah, I think that's it. Cause the, the last one was just like how I I keep understanding the holodeck and really liking the holodeck, but I've had I've experienced like two decades of video game um, growth that didn't exist when this show was put out. And so I understand clunky video games. Yeah. Where if, I guess if I didn't have the knowledge of clunky video, I guess I get why everyone doesn't like the holodeck because it feels clunky. Yeah. But like I find a certain charm in the clunkiness of video games of old. Yeah. I mean, it, if you're watching it when you're older, after the show's been out and you're you lived through the the more digital age, mm-hmm. then yeah, that, that that's a perfect valid response, I think. Yeah, it's it's interesting that like throughout time, changes the context of your of your understanding of a thing. Yeah, because like right now we're talking about uncanny valley level graphics. Yeah. And back then we're talking about eight bix Mario's jumping over a freaking mushroom. So, the context of people, what was amazing, was was different. Yeah. Average expectations. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't think anyone at the time thought it was clunky, because it was just, oh my god, can you imagine if we could do that? It's amazing. We could, we don't actually have to go to the Alps. We could, especially as a kid, poor kid thing, like I could just Aww. step into a room and just travel the world or travel cool. time i mean i would fucking do that like yeah. no like oh so i didn't think about it so much in terms of video games it was larger than that yeah what do you think of the star base like what's we we didn't see it yeah we did like the enterprise flying into the star base boom. yeah i didn't care you, you didn't want to see like it's like star trek lore and shit did you see uh, the size difference? No. I literally wasn't paying attention. I didn't keep track of a cell phone check, but it's very possible I was checking my phone. Oh my goodness. Alright, so I'm going to set some uh, some scenes. Okay. So there's the Enterprise. Let's say it's the size of my fist. Uh, it's about the size of a mug. And then an average 5 foot 8 size person. Mm-hmm. That's the size difference between the ship and the starbase. Oh my god, that's very, very big. Yeah, and the starship Enterprise has like a thousand, yeah. like eleven hundred people in it. It's that's like a whole city. The biggest starship like, they've made. That yeah, that's like sitting. Okay, it's like a okay. So it's like that's the difference between a yacht taxiing up to like a battleship. Yeah, except this is just a starbase. Yeah. Oh shit. I mean, granted, there's probably large areas of so like it's a battleship taxiing up to like. New York. Yeah, kind of is. Because uh, there's probably, I'm guessing based off the size, my own rough estimate, accounting for those the fact there's large ship holes in it. Mm-hmm. It must be at least ten times, like ten, uh, 
10,000 people there. Yeah. That, that's that's a pretty decent size, you know, military base. Mm-hmm. Well, Starfleet base. It's not exactly military. Nah. It, it's military, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Non-aggressive military? Yeah. It's their exploration vehicles. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought it was really cool to point out. I'm sorry you missed it. They're going to show it again. Yeah, it'll be cool. So you'll point see it out. again. Point I'll make sure me. you see it again. And I thought that was cool world building. Because I also love models. And you don't get to see models very often. Yeah, yeah. Um, Models are good. Yeah. They're so pretty. They are. And so I thought that was really cool. Point out model scenes. That's when I look at my phone. I'm like, I don't know. something on screen. No talking is happening. Okay. models. I like them. I'll make a point to do that then. Thank you. Uh, Then there's also a different uh, aspect of Starfleet. Because they were talking more of the... um, Support crew. Yeah. The support structure. The starbase, you know, how the starbase is being ran. And, mm-hmm. like, all those, like, hooking up to the ports and mooring beams and a whole oh, bunch of stuff. Those mooring beams. Yeah. I mean, totally awesome. I know. Um, if you Sweet love mooring. mooring beams. I love mooring beams. <laughs> oh, they are great. Oh, yeah, I thought it was just something worth pointing out because you don't get to see that side of um, the universe. Very yeah, much. it's pretty cool. So, yeah. Because now when you... They say, let's go to Starbase to do this, go to Starbase to do that, you know what's going to happen because you see what happens when you go into a Starbase. Yeah, that is good world building. I guess that's the problem is that, like, I always just automatically do world building in my head. I'm like, yeah, you can't have a whole entire fleet with organization without like a mission base and like blah blah like i've already done that i'm like yeah the basic structure that you would need to support this already has to exist because you exist i mean exactly and i I filled that in as a child but it's really nice that they gave us at least one scene of us to build off of okay i get that so this is a little metaphysical so we don't have to get into it but uh just i was imagining how does wesley view the binaries given his special gifts oh so i think it's trying to the show is trying to say um that wesley is is connected to the binaries because of his connection to technology and the warp drive and the special sauce in the universe i guess so a sorcerer talking to another yeah it's like oh my god i'm fire-based you're ice-based Oh, that's so cool! Yeah. I thought that was really cool, and I just—I never really thought about it um, because I sometimes, honestly, have just skipped this episode uh, when I rewatch. So I haven't seen it as much as the other episodes. You skipped the beautiful minuet. I have. <sighs> I know I'm terrible. I don't know why I'm hawing it, but anyway. Because I left something out that was vitally important. Vitally important. Cling on humor. <laughs> respond I, I I enjoyed that scene myself but I want to hear your take on it oh that's just cute <laughs> alright so uh, so they're trying to like to, to set up that like everybody is taking some time off they're in they're in base they're safe their ship is safe everyone can have like a nice weekend yeah or a breather or whatever you know like everybody's got the next eight hours to fuck off and so they're kind of like establishing what everyone else is doing to fuck off um and you have um 
Picard's gonna go read his book. He is so fucking excited. He's like, I'm gonna draw myself a fucking bubble bath. I'm gonna, I got a nice lush bush bomb, bush bomb, <laughs> bath bomb that I'm gonna fucking drop in there. And I'm just gonna have a fucking amazing night. I'm gonna have a glass of port. I'm gonna read my book. I'm gonna pretend like I am a classy man in a leather study with a cigar. It's gonna be a fucking great night. And uh, they're like, yo, Riker, what are you doing? Riker's like, I don't know. I like to ride the waves of chance. And I'm like, yeah. The fuck you doing, though? <laughs> cool. Yeah. And uh, then uh, he runs into Tashiar and Jordi and Worf and some other crewmates. Who are going to play some kind of sport. Parisi squares. Some kind of sport together. Yeah. And is like, hey, Riker, you want to come? And uh, Riker's like, you guys got enough players. You don't you don't fucking need me. And then Wars like, yeah, we do, because I want to fucking win. And you're the best. And we love you, bro. Come play <laughs> with us. And uh, he's like, get off, throw off your rhythm. I'm breezing in the wind. Carefree. Bird. That's what Riker's doing. And then Tasha is like, ha ha ha, I don't know what you just said. Uh, fuck off then. And uh, <laughs> Worf is like, I'm gonna fucking murder those motherfuckers. No, it's because <laughs> Riker said, you know, do us proud. Yeah. Riker did say, do Oh, so Riker said, did... yeah, you know, don't, my name's writing on you. And he's like, I will fucking murder those motherfuckers. <laughs> and then Riker's like, okay, dude, you went too far. <laughs> And like I was like, have fun at eight, and you have fun at eleven, and I need you to scroll back to eight. Let's get back. Let's get back to eight here. And then uh, like fucking devastating time. Um, and then Worf, and then he's like, whoa, 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 buddy, eight. And Worf's like, <laughs> then why do you have a fucking scoreboard? The joke is, uh, dude, this is all for fun. This is all fucking for fun, dude. You don't need to murder anyone. This is for fucking fun. Like, it's not life and death here. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Like, you... Chill out, man. Chill out. And then Worf's like, then why is there a scoreboard? <laughs> and Riker's yep. like, oh, fucking know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> and Tasha just said, I think he was jo joking, pulling your leg. I think oh, that's my. a joke. And he's like, oh my god, Klingons have humor? Look, he's working on it. <laughs> I guess... Humor is hard. Do you think the things that we do, you think the yuck yucks that we do here is easy? I spend time doing research and understanding communication styles so that I'm good at jokes. And I just respond really well. It's kind of kind of fun. Yeah. I subvert people's expectations. Yeah. I mean, that is a part of humor. I know. I, I'm... A sorcerer when it comes to joking around. And I'm a wizard of yeah. jokes. <laughs> so yeah, Klingon humor. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. It was, it was cute. It was a cute scene. It was a cute team building scene. I still feel like Riker's kind of being a dick. A little bit. I don't know what's up with him this episode. But, like, I think he's just he's on edge because of the, the binary. He doesn't like the binary. Yeah. There's something about the binary that throws him on edge. Like, there's a threat in the back of his head that he's worrying about. Yeah, and so... While he's going around looking at everything. And he's just kind of being a dick. And yeah. he doesn't... Like, I get that. Like, you don't want to... You don't want to be, like... 
alarmist. You're just like, hey, I, I feel uncomfortable, but I'm probably just being an idiot. So I'm going to I'm going to suss out some stuff first. Yeah. Before, you know, being like, what's what's up with you? Oh, I'm being an idiot. <laughs> yeah. So I guess if not forgiveness, understanding of the situation. I understand the situation. I don't uh, know if the writers intended it like that, though. You know what? That's the thing is like, because a lot of storytelling relies on uninten- unintended um, language uses. It's just because language is just what we all kind of mutually agree is correct at the same time. And because it is in law of averages, you know, it's like whatever the most people in an area use is why it's not pop anymore. It's soda. Yeah. Is because that's how language works. It's just a general agreement of most people. But sometimes um, there's going to be outliers and you're going to use the outliers to communicate. And so I think that happens a lot unexpectedly but it still is beneficial it still is and like i don't think we should take away take it away from creativity that somebody stumbles upon it if you stumble upon it naturally that's pretty great yeah you're a natural storyteller that's great that's true i know some actors take it upon themselves to evolve the character on their own Mm -hmm. and so they sort of say things certain ways and I don't know if it happened in this case, but that and, could be another added level. Yeah. I mean, I imagine, like, stuff like that happens in, like, the later seasons. I was talking to my brother about the show, The Next Generation. Next Generation? Yes. Yeah, that's what we're watching. TNG. Okay. Yep. The that's... show that we are in the middle of watching. Yep. That's it. TNG. So my brother was talking about how, like, it gets better in the later seasons. I'm like, well, I'm really enjoying it now. <laughs> and he's like, oh, good, because then you'll really like it later. And he's like, in the later seasons, you know, the writers got better, the actors got better, acting, everybody just felt more comfortable. It just worked better. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, like, that's just naturally going to happen. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's just expected. If you had a show and you're four seasons in and the writing and the characters does not get better, why the fuck are you doing this show? Valid. I mean, although I did watch all of How I Met Your Mother, and I feel that way about How I Met Your Mother, and I did watch all of it, so obviously there's some bit of it. Everyone's going to have an opinion. Yeah. So the last thing I want to talk about was uh, the Doctor's excitement, that scene. Oh, getting to see, uh, she. so she's on the Starbase, and like one of her kind of like um, professional heroes is also on the Starbase. Uh, I wouldn't not because it's like colleague but like like at a colleague at like a, at an um a level above oneself yeah it's like a physicist going to talk to Stephen Hawking or something yeah about a mutual project they're working on exactly and it's and it's really exciting and it's it's really cool that she gets to have this moment and she is just so excited it's adorable yes it is I like that as her time off thing me too and I, it was a nice that she got to do, have that moment um, the character and the actor. Yeah. Just, it, it looked fun. It does. I like when shows show excitement because I feel like um, a lot of times excitement is generally viewed as juvenile or, um, you know, kind of kind of shameful in a way. And it, I don't I don't think it should be. No, it shouldn't be. Mm-mm. I just liked it for those mm. reasons, basically. I wanted to bring it up. Good. Also, Riker was really just, he was bemused and also actively pushed out of the scene at the same time. He was, yeah, actively, he was was like, I'd like to talk to you, but I really gotta go, bye! And I was just like, 
Because it was really cute. Because like he at no time did he was did he put her down for her her enthusiasm, mm-hmm. or like it was just like very supportive and like you go like you go you go talk to your hero. That sounds wonderful. I'm gonna go fuck off over here. Mm-hmm. I mean that's as close as they get to nerdum. Yeah. It's when they geek out like that, or Jordy geeks out on the technical babble or something like that, and he gets really excited. But I don't know. The doctor just seemed more relatable than because it's. They're talking about, like, cybernetics. And... Yeah, that is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. That's why she goes all fanboy over Data, isn't it? A little bit. Like, at the beginning, there was the joke about uh, I've been written up in medical journals and stuff like yeah. that. And, like, she knows. Yeah. Like, she knows. She's trying to be cool. She's joking around. She's trying but, to be cool. She's like, yeah. I've read them all. Yeah. Because she's not one to... I guess she is one to fanboy, but... No, she's oh, a she's fanboy! She's not going to act that way in front of the hero, though. Yeah. Probably going to be all calm. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. But, like, could you... Because, like, I get... Because, like, every interaction that they have with Beverly and Data is, like, so awkward. It is. And it's so much, like, she's fanboying out on it. And, like... And I get that. Like, could you imagine if you found out that, like, your, your co-worker was somebody that you would, like read in the the field kept up with like in published things like if you if you like finding out an ai like if you were a gamer and you worked a circuit and you found out like an ai got to be also a circuit player and then you partnered with them like that'd be fucking insane yeah that would be like i i would have a hard time like because at the beginning at the beginning i'd just be so fucking awkward because i'm like oh you're a computer and you're my friend now, I guess. And we're going to play video games together. I'm going to play video games with the computer. I used to do this all the time, only it was really dumb back then. <laughs> you're good at this now, computer friend. Nice bit of reasoning. Yeah. I am just like, since, like it's getting more real that we're actually posting these things because we're doing it in the next two weeks. Oh my god, I'm so excited. That's the end of your list? The end of my list. Alright, so do you want to watch the rest of the episode? Yep. All right. That's the we're on, uh, was it 21.30? Uh, 21.30 is where we stopped, and we will continue. Um... Welcome back. I was going to say welcome back. I was taking a deep breath so I can go, welcome back to episode 11001001, episode 14 of Star Trek The Next Generation. We have finished the episode we did so one i did appreciate the variety of future fashion i was introduced to yes i thought you'd like that oh thank you no i was like looking down my phone phone check one i did actually make that down i think i checked my phone one time in last segment but not enough to write it down that's pretty pretty good yeah that's pretty good no because like it was just there's a lot of fashion pulled from a lot of different eras and a lot of different like um fabrics and motifs and and it was it was really fun it was really fun for fashion i like i like future fashion yeah i i even got me to write down uh a fucking tunic because <laughs> someone was wearing a tunic with a belt like a goddamn larper yeah it was pretty cool like yeah. i like i like that i like here's the thing is like there i um i really want to start sewing eventually because um, there are certain types of bodices that are just really comfortable and I like um, uh, Corset Story is a website that keeps adi- advertising to me like these really cool corset shirts and corset dresses and I'm like yeah why the fuck can I wear a corset 
all yeah. day long. Why the fuck not? Why not? So yeah. Uh, no, I like the future. I like the idea of just like, yeah, dude, like, be comfortable. Yep. Everything is available to you. What's comfortable? It reminds me of an earlier conversation we had in the podcasting uh, lineup when we were talking about Wesley's clothing. He's rebelling because he's specifically not wearing comfortable clothing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That was the... <laughs> that was teenager rebelling in the yeah, 24th century. Yeah, because in the future when you can have anything, everything's very flowy and comfortable and streamlined. And then uh, Wesley is wearing uncomfortable sweaters because fuck you, Mom. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Good call. I mean, obviously, the, the person who is doing uh, set design and uh, costuming is just very good and reads the show well, and it, it all works together pretty well, and I really like it. Me too. Feels good. Uh, where are the binars? The binars fucking took the ship and then just pieced out. Yeah. Yeah, they just were like, mm, let me take this ship. Hold on, I see that you have this travel computer. Are you talking about the resolution of the the episode? Yeah, do you want to wait until we get there? No, you want to jump to us? Fine. Okay, well, let me finish. I'll go ahead and finish. So a lot of these are just my shout-outs, like, during the episode, because uh, the what happens is the, the binaries from the beginning are doing upgrades on the the spaceship, the yeah. Enterprise, because they were in dock at a spaceship, spaceport. Starbase. Starbase. This is why you're here. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck words mean they kind of kidnapped the fucking shit they just kid they they literally so what they did was they, they caused the computers to do an emergency they literally kill a force field around like the antimatter yep it was going to destroy the ship and the starbase and everything and so they're like we gotta fucking we gotta we have to fucking abandon ship and send that fucking ship out into outer space so it doesn't fucking kill the starship and they do, and they do right away. Like, there's no quiffling, quaffling, anything. It's just, like, fucking gas to go. And I loved it, because it's just, like, that's that's the thing. It's, like, in the middle of an emergency, like, what if it's a fake? What if it's not real? doesn't fucking matter, man. We all live is what happens. Yep. So, oh, so what? Got egg on our face, and we have to, like, walk back, I guess. It's not, it's not worth anyone's life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's not. Nope. I like I like the I like the Enterprise rules, but yeah, but but what happened is it was a fake out, and you know, the Binars took the ship and kidnapped uh, Riker and Picard. So Riker and Picard are still chilling in the the hollow hologram where it's like where Riker's got the hot babe and they're in a jazz club and they're just they're just having a nice time with like drinks and chatting like that's they're they're just having a nice time with company. And to Riker kind of like says like, you know, and they're talking about how cool this video game is or this, this experience is, how it feels so real, how this conversation is so good. They're pretty much doing the Turing test game only really elaborately. Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. And so like, and it's a, it's a fucking cool scene. Two people just hanging out, experiencing technology together. And then, but unfortunately they're in the middle of being kidnapped and they're not aware. That is unfortunate. Yes. Yeah. Well, looking back, actually, that wasn't a great experience. <laughs> um, but Picard has... So, so Riker says, I could fall in love with this. Kind of like like this idea of, like, this is so real that I could fall in love with this. Like, I could, I could, I could lose myself in this. I know I can. And yeah. it, it's like, 
I don't know if you've ever had that experience of like being so close to the edge of something of knowing that like I'm gonna like that too much that's gonna consume my life if I go if I go down this path that's my life from now on rarely but I have experience of that yeah I feel that's that that was a Rikers moment it was just like yeah I think that's why minuet is so important it's just this idea of like oh fuck yeah he didn't get a choice yeah, he did get a choice. He did not get a choice. He did not get a choice? Yeah, because after the Binaries program was gone, Minuet was gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. did not have a choice to be able to follow to up on that. see if he could resist temptation. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Oh, I liked it. It was a good scene. Um, but then Picard pipes up with, well, isn't that all love? You love the idea of the woman before the woman? And I'm like, I'm sorry, who hurt you? It is fatalistic. That's like, that's gross. It's gross that, that there, there is no such thing as love, that love is truly an illusion and then reality falls through. Like, what? That's, that's very gross. I don't know. I thought it was pretty accurate for what I consider young love. They felt... Young love is toxic. I mean, yeah, but it's a universal experience. Yeah, that's not young love. That's just the computer chilling wait what Riker is a man <laughs> Riker is an adult man you can't use the term young love to describe Riker perhaps not so I guess I can see where you're coming from but I just see it as like a fatalistic like concept so yeah who hurt you yeah kind of thing who hurt you Picard but <laughs> who took all the love from your life I'm just not sure I feel comfortable with the toxic label I, I think it's a little toxic way to look on love i yeah. i think it is i think if you're if oh you're... definitely should not look at love that way oh i thought that's what i was trying to express is that picard's picard's view is very toxic they're all so efficient at their jobs like they're all just like fuck yeah emergency bells let's go it's just everybody's got they know that they've done the drills they know their spots it's very nice very yeah. professional that's the best yeah Oh my god, I love, I love, like, they're like, okay, so how do, how do we visually denote that there's a weapons room? I don't know, we can have some racks with some weapons in it? Mmm. So I looked at all the props that we have for phasers, and they look really dumb on a shelf. <laughs> what can we do? I don't really know how to, like, make up space guns. Oh, let's paint weapons room and we'll do a close-up on that sign. Do you think that will read? <laughs> <laughs> Seem to work. I haven't had a problem with the like um, with with the idea that like the ship or like the holodeck or things like that are quote unquote badly written or not consistently written because like the holodeck just got fit it had an error before it got fit fixed quote unquote fixed but the fix was you know a bug the bug is the feature. <laughs> Purposely done to kidnap the ship. So, like, every time that we've seen the holodeck is operating on an error. So, of course, it's going to be uh, not consistent. That's true. Errors aren't consistent. They're errors. Yeah. So, that makes sense to me. I don't, like, because, like, so far, I haven't seen anything really on the uh, Star Trek that, like, that, like, has countered a thing itself. Because, like, like, the doors. Like, they walked up to the doors, and they're like, oh, the doors are locked. And I'm like, 
could you imagine that like if this is an upgrade this is they had to go to starbase because they're like look in our culture people just walk through doors because remember that one episode where i was very upset about mm-hmm. everyone walking through doors and i'm like hey look in other people's cultures people just fucking walk through doors i'm like what can we do for this i don't know maybe a lock fuck yeah let's implement locks and so like the idea that like the binar are like oh shit they have locks now. <laughs> and just like click locks and then like and then picard and they go to the door and they're like can they fucking do that? Yeah, we just installed locks, bro. Fuck my back. <laughs> what do we do now? I'm just so used to walking through doors. <laughs> like, if you think of it that way, like, it all makes sense. I'll buy that. I kind of like the headcanon that, like, upgrades, like, like inconsistencies are just, like, upgrades in the software that, like, the everyone's just not used to yet. So they're just like, oh, no, they added this control... It's control V shift. Why? That makes no sense. I don't know. It's just how they programmed it. Okay, control V. What was it? Shift. Like, that's how they're acting. It's just kind of like, I don't know. It's new. <laughs> it's it's kind of cool. I like the headcanon. I do uh, too. It's so funny because once Picard gets to the uh, the bridge, they teleport to the bridge, which I thought was very smart like just real good writing that they're like oh man we can't just walk through doors anymore shit we got these new locks okay mm, how do somebody get from one room to another without a doorway from one place to another if we had a machine that would t- oh my god big surprise huh yeah it was cool like it, <laughs> it was like they they functioned well they like they had they they had data that's, that's i think that's like what i like why like you know they're very efficient at their job. Like, they're like, oh, hey, these readings are saying we're all going to fucking die. Oh, my God. Okay, boom, into action. Every step was boom, into action. I no, I never, I never at one point in this episode went, come on. I don't think. No, you didn't. Yeah. It was, it was all good. High praise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no come on. No come on. <laughs> this episode 14. 100% come on come on yeah. oh except for the Picard beams to the... I actually had one come on <laughs> oh uh, Picard beams to the, the deck and now he's good at computers <laughs> he's like looking because uh, they're like oh no how do we override it it's like it's got a code oh the binary's doing pairs so we gotta sit this in pairs and then Picard's like oh man this programming's amazing and I'm like since when do you fucking know what programming looks like literally every time you have to interact with new technology you look like a dad who's never seen an iPad before he had to go through the whole entire experience including education to get to where he got yeah, but like, but like, that's the thing is like, just because you're really good at like the computers at the time of like being educated doesn't mean that there aren't changes in the meantime that you still have to get used to. So like, Picard is good at things, yeah, but like he's not he's not gonna keep up with like shit like that. He's like, oh, I know how to work Span. I don't need any like I don't need to learn new software language. Well, I mean, it's like you know the base code of programming, but then there's like now people that just focus on like the Unreal Engine, for example. Yeah. And Picard is just, he didn't focus on a specific, like, subset. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's just, like, it was just the way that it was portrayed. Wow. I'm just like, wait, now you're good at computers? What? 
I thought it was more like he's good at reasoning. They work in pairs. Maybe we have yeah. to do it together. No, it wasn't the pairs thing. That was oh, cool. That okay. was good at reasoning. No, it's like when Picard was like looking through the the coding and he was like, this is all so intricate. It's amazing. Their computer programs are so cool. And I'm like, since when did you fucking know shit about computer programs? Oh, that moment. Okay. That was my come on. Sorry. I had a come on. Uh, my last note is they took back the graphics card. Uh, oh, yeah. Because so Riker goes back to see his minuet. His his one true love, that one thing that might push him over the edge. Can he? What will he do? And it's not Minuet. Minuet is gone. The Binar took back their graphics card. Very sad. He did look disappointed. I was devastated the day I had to give Paper Mario back to the movie rental place. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Guess we could go on to my list. <laughs> I made one this time. Oh my god. And it's different than yours. <laughs> Data really took charge. We talked about that. Yeah, just the really efficient way that like the, they were together yeah, and it, stuff, and was very confident. And he was one of the the first times he's been put in this position, I think. Yeah, where I think he this is the first time they've shown him as taking charge. Oh, especially over the captain. Yeah. To yeah, exactly. Like we can't even consult the captain. We had no time, so he's just like. He did it. Bam. Mm-hmm. That was important. I thought sometimes I write down things that you say okay. as notes. Um, where's the captain? Where are the binars? Like, I didn't know if you were like getting really into it. Or, I was like... getting real into it. I was getting real into it. All right. That was awesome. That was it. I was getting real into it. I was just like, oh, what? I was doing, I was doing the soap voice. Yeah, it was great. I just. What? No. Why would you date him? But. <laughs> Oh, wait, it's a Star Trek. There is a conversation we started to have about the size of the Starbase. Oh, Fair yeah, we should talk yeah. about that because we left off a little bit that we'd uh, talk about it. So, oh, I got, I got pointed at to the models and the base and, oh, man, that's real cool. It was like a whole size of a small planet. Mm-hmm. That was real neat. That was like a whole, like, small country. Yeah. That's like not, not like a, a battleship going to a city. That's a battleship going to a small country. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, thing of the word, arcology. Ar- what, arcology? You know, you know what arcologies are? No. It's like the superstructures that you build on that are self-contained cities on the planet. Like colonies? No. Uh, like, arcologies, it's just everything you'd ever need to live, pretty much, built mm-hmm. into one structure. Okay. It, as large communities of building, like, so you have like 50,000 people living in this building. Yeah. And there's a whole community that's just this building. Oh, okay. On like a, a huge community. scale. Yeah. And that kind of reminded me of arcologies, because it's this, that scope, that scale, that's just bigger than what we have right now. Yeah. And it's just, how, how do you build something like that? The technology oh available. Uh, like, I know. Necessary. You have all, like, food production. Have, no, you have a... No, you have replicators. You have replicators, so you don't have to fucking worry about food production. Oh my god, where do you store all the stuff that the replicators... Does the replicators, like, just go... You know what? We're gonna get into a wormhole. Sorry. They, it exists, so obviously the system behind it has to exist. Picard's thinking. Um, auto-destruct. Mm-hmm. Soon the worst, but hope for the best. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Everyone did great. This is yeah. like this is an episode where, like, legitimately, until Picard just had magic, cool, I like computers now, um, like, everyone acted just so efficiently, and the, the, it felt good. There's no moment where I was like, Oh, why did you bend the plot for that? 
why didn't you just write the plot better? No, it was well written, well done. I was I was real engaged. That's great. Mm-hmm. I love it when that happens. Mm-hmm. It seems to happen a lot, though. A, a very engaging person. <laughs> I like being engaged. I put effort into it. There was a time that I laughed, and you told me I had to write it down instead of ta- telling you why. But there was <laughs> that dramatic close-up of the time. It was like... It, <laughs> Shaky cam, shaky cam. And then you do the in your head because, like, that's what you connect to a yeah the close up of the time. Oh, and then there was the nice moment between Data and the crew. Data was having some self doubt, like, did I get confused and stuff like that? I should have been there. It's because I was. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was really nice. Tasha was like, no, that doesn't. No, don't think like that. That's not. That's not a. You never know. It could have happened even if you were there. Yeah, exactly. So, it's not your fault, buddy. I like it. It was really sweet and supportive. I think that's what people should do for each other when you start, like, doing that spirally negative feeling where you're just like, you know, like, oh, man, it was all my fault. It's like, no, I'm pretty sure it's the dude who robbed you. It's the store's fault that the store got robbed. Pretty sure he did it. Yeah. Nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with you. Pretty sure Binar took the ship. Pretty sure you didn't. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, it felt like a really good group moment because there's multiple cast members there. Yeah. Like, maybe I imagined it because I am watching it high, but I think they all did, like, little nods of agreement or something. Yeah, no, no. It was a really nice uh, communal moment between the, the ensemble cast. Yeah, I think Jordy gave some... Jordy said something nice, too. What? Jordy said something nice, too. Yeah, Jordy said something. I think Worf even got some eyebrows in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Worf did his uh, palette, palette and thing. Yeah. I don't... The Worf look... Yeah. Oh, I looked over at you when they said the name the Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Does that ring a bell? No. Okay. Should it? I didn't know how detailed they got with your podcast anymore. So, so here's I had the to thing: ask. is like, I mean, this says a lot more about what I pay attention to than what the podcast talks about. Oh, but okay. like, that's, that's fair. Look, if it's something kind of boring and nerdy and something I can't easily visualize, then I kind of tune out. But if they're like, yeah, some hot chick, I'm like, mm, I know how to visualize that. Yeah. That's not that important. They just mentioned it at some point later on. Okay. They just recycle names, so it's almost like a continuation in the story. Oh my god, it's almost like it's a whole world. Where mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost like they keep track of world building. Yeah. In a, in a, well, in a good way that's that so satisfying. D- that doesn't always happen. In TV shows? Yeah. Or in, yeah, no, TV that's cool. Shows. That's really cool. Yeah. But just if the writers ever listen to this, someone paid attention. That was good. Uh, that was me. I paid attention to you. Thank you. Oh, and then um, Picard. She's kind of showing off as like, yo, yeah, I used to be an old helmsman. I think I still got I still got. I still attention. got the touch. Because that's what, he was, a, he was a renowned pilot. Yeah. No, I know. I know. The, the Picard maneuver. Yeah. He's got a whole maneuver named after him. And then the last thing is a question for you. For me. How do you like how Picard handled the binars in the end? I liked it a lot. I think that's that's a very good way of dealing with it. Is like we would have helped you if you would have just fucking asked. I'm I'm very upset because we literally didn't have to go through all this stress to get here. You didn't have to do this. We would have just fucking helped you. But you didn't hurt anybody. Everything was okay, so Never fucking talk to us again. Bye. Yeah, didn't do that. Well, kind of. 
So never talk to us again. It was pretty much like, you go your way and I'll go mine. Space is very big. Oh, on a personal level, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, I was thinking relationship-wise for some reason. No, no, uh, no. It's like, it's like a personal level where it's like, you aren't... Like, you didn't hurt You us. don't have to break up with someone if they're gonna move. Yeah. Okay. You know? It's like, look, you go that way, I'm going this way. Have a great life. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. I thought it was handled nice. Yeah, it was. It was a really good way of dealing with it. Yeah, that, so uh, that was that's all I had right there. Mm-hmm. Um, had a surprisingly lot to talk about on this episode. Yeah, it was not none of our filler episodes. I swear, we talk more than on um, on like the big episodes. Yeah, for sure. I think that is. We did well because I think like we're very much what we're interested in is the 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 minutia, but that's not the word. That's I'm not the word you're looking for. Okay, but but it's a synonym of it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, like, we're we're very much into the minutiae of things and um, into, like, the very nitty-gritty detail of something. And so, and I think the smaller episodes give more time for that. That's true. Mm-hmm. This is really the case. Next episode. Oh, shit. What's the next episode? Too Short a Season. Too Short a Season. The Enterprise transports an elderly Starfleet Admiral to negotiate a hostage crisis. Oh, interesting. I wonder if it will be a back in my day, back in your day, old man, episode. We shall see. <gasps> we shall see. I do remember this one pretty well. It's interesting. Kind of corny. Kind of a corny one. Hmm. Is it corny or cringy? Find out next week or two weeks from now. Or two weeks. When, find out when you listen to the next episode. <laughs> Find out when you listen to the next episode. Whether or not it's camp or cringe. <laughs> next time on High Track. Thanks for tracking with us.